Hey, what's up everybody? Kevin here for Turn One Soul Ring. Please remember to rate, review, and comment on our content wherever you listen to the show. It really helps us out. We appreciate each and every one of you. Now let's get to the show. Turn One Soul Ring. We're all here. We're all here. We did it. We're going to do this. We came here to do a show. It only took us 45 minutes to figure it out, but we're doing it. <laughs> Nobody said it was easy. No, no, they I didn't. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I used to work with these people that said a lot of stupid things. And one of them was that if when they heard a siren, they would say like, hey, so-and-so, like, let's say, hey, Riley, your ride's here. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I didn't think it was very funny either. I'm going to welcome everybody to the show. It's Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about some cards that have been casualties of power creep in the commander format, but across other formats as well. And what we mean by that is cards that no longer see as much play as they once did due to new cards being printed that do similar things, but in a more efficient way. And we're not just going to be talking about cards that no longer see as much play. We're also going to be talking about some cards that were essentially reprinted, but made better. Yeah. And the great thing about cards like that is in the commander format or in any singleton format, it does give you that little bit of redundancy if you do uh, want or need to take advantage of it in that regard. Yeah, But before we get to that, we do want to briefly touch on the new banned and restricted announcement that was made at the time of this recording this morning, May 18th. So we have, um, none of this really affects any of us, but in Brawl, Dranith Magistrate is banned, as well as Winota, Joiner of Forces, is banned. So two new Ikoria cards, all these cards are Ikoria cards. Legacy, Luris of the Dream Den is banned. Uh, Zerta the Dawn Waker is banned. And Luris is also banned in Vintage, which is something that doesn't happen too often. Cards usually just get restricted in Vintage. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's definitely very big. And we can see why like Luris is so crazy because once every turn you're getting back, there's so many mana rocks and you can get back a Black Lotus and just get three more mana on your next turn mm-hmm. with Luris. Yeah. And, and restricting wouldn't do anything because it's a one of in the sideboard yeah. to begin with, right? Yeah, like it's a card you're going to have every single game. Can you have more than one companion in your sideboard? As long as you meet the restrictions of, of your deck, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, they just to go a little bit deeper into this, they uh, both in Vintage and Legacy, the decks that had Loris as their companion... Uh, and it was uh, a few different decks. They Those decks were seeing an above 55% win rate on the Magic Online League play. And that's what how they explain why they banned it in both Vintage and Legacy. They uh, t- go on to talk about Zer- Zerta the Dawn Waker was also banned, not because it's become a problem yet, but they... They think that it will in in short order, especially in combination with cards like Grim Monolith. You can get infinite mana very easily. Yeah, yeah, just like making infinite mana that way. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Hmm. And uh, you know, we can talk about Brawl a little bit. We were talking about it a little bit before the show, and Dranith Magistrate just shuts off all commanders, and they want to get that out of there. 
And Winona Joyder of Forces, they said they banned it because it was just seeing a lot of play and creating a environment that didn't have a lot of diversity. Yeah, Winona's definitely very powerful and being able to always cast it on turn four, you're just going to get so much value. It's just interesting to see that that Boros has <laughs> been behind for so long and next thing you know, it, the only <laughs> worthwhile <laughs> commander to play in Brawl is is banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely would have been fun because you just play like one and two drops and like uh, there's that red card that gets you a human and a creature and stuff, but you want to get a bunch of like non-human creatures, right? And you play Winota on turn four and then you attack with all those non-human creatures and you get all those triggers to get humans out of your deck and you're probably getting um, a ton of value that way. Yeah, and I mean like most token makers create like, you know, a 1-1 soldier, which is not technically a human. So <laughs> Right? It is a non-human. Yeah. <laughs> and like at the end of all banned and restricted announcements, they talk about the other formats that uh, did not see any changes and that they're keeping an eye on those. I'm sure in modern, they're keeping an eye on the companions. I haven't heard too much about Pioneer and the companions in that format. Have you guys heard anything about that? Yeah, no, they just said that they were keeping an eye on it. And, and I really haven't seen too much stuff i mean you, you see like you know garuda ramp in standard as far as like its competitiveness i don't i don't really know like there's ways to to shut it off um there's a couple well, i mean like you've got uh what's the what's the name of the the one two flyer with lifelink that shuts off etb and died triggers hushbringer Hushbringer. I can just see the, the artwork, all the mouths. <laughs> but you've got like uh tools you can use to to work around that. I think just the companion mechanic is is troublesome in a number of formats. And I'm surprised they didn't look at modern uh for any of these bannings as well. Cause I, I, I for sure see that's the next place companions are gonna break the format is in modern. Well, they already are, kind of, because like, we see a bunch of Luris stuff running around, yeah. um, which sucks. And then also, I was like looking at Pioneer before this, and again, there's a bunch of Luris decks, and also uh, Yorion. Yorion is just like a really good card. Mm -hmm. And having an 80-card deck isn't such a bad thing when you have such a... when you have it done in a certain way, so... Yeah, I mean, 80-card deck doesn't really matter if you have like a 5-mana 4-5 flyer that blinks that, all your stuff like for it, value battlefield just always like you always have access to it yeah and i've definitely played uh when standard first come out i actually did build a gyruda deck and deck feels really disgusting even when people play stuff to turn it off you just have so much stuff in the deck that works together um and you have a lot of life gain as well so like aggro decks have trouble with against it as well it's super solid, and it's. I'm not the biggest fan of playing it, and playing against it sucks, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the biggest hurt for Companion is just that it, it, like, Magic is a very, very much game built around variance, and, like, the ability for different gameplay experiences and different events happening during gameplay, and Companion just kind of it gets old really quick. Yeah, that's a good point. That That's it. It gets old really quick. We're seeing these same like top three or four cards and you just always have access to that card. Always. Yeah. 
So before we get on to our list of cards today, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? Alrighty, so people, you can all find us on Instagram at Turn One Soul Ring the podcast. If you want to contact us directly, send us any uh, what haves you. We do have a Gmail account, Turn One Soul Ring the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then also you can find our podcast on YouTube as well, if that's easier for you. So check us out on YouTube, search Turn One Soul Ring the podcast, and make sure to type in the podcast. Also find us on probably any podcast platform you can think of unless it's a very obscure one that uh we don't yet know about (laughs) yeah (laughs) a card that i want to mention right up top before we get to the 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 lists is explosive vegetation i want to mention it because we just saw the printing of migration path in ikoria which is explosive vegetation with cycling And I think it's likely that over the next several months, we'll see the popularity of migration path rise while explosive vegetation wanes. And this, I think this is a perfect example of a card that hasn't been pushed to the point of being a casualty of power creep, but soon will be. And of course, that being said, you know, I think most decks that are running explosive vegetation are running it as a redundancy because you like, there are more efficient cards, I would say. That already yeah, exists. and I would say that explosive vegetation more now, now more than ever is is kind of getting to that point of, of being a victim. Just given that you know you've got circuitous route, you've got mm-hmm. sky shroud claim. Like I've rarely seen explosive vegetation outside of like a super budget build. Maybe I've rarely <laughs> seen explosive vegetation being played anymore. Yeah, like get some money. Am I right? <laughs> but I mean, circuitous route, like that's. That's easily a budget include as well. So mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, there's tons of printing of Sky Shroud claims as well, but I I think they might be a buck or two. Uh, yeah, because they were just they were reprinted in Battle Bond, so they're still. Yeah. I think they're probably around a dollar. That's probably a, a pretty good estimate. Well, uh, let's yeah, let's move on to our lists. I think we all did something a little different with these, but uh, Riley, would you mind if we started with you today? Sure. All right, let's do it. I'll, I'll kick things off just talking about, I guess, not necessarily a specific card. Um, but an example is a grizzly bear. Uh, so straight from alpha, a two, two vanilla creature. Um, it used to be at some point in time or at one point in time that, you know, green got access to these kind of stat lines and every other color kind of had a different iteration or a different way of providing you a two, two, but most came with downsides. Um, Nowadays, it's becoming like more and more rare to see a, a, a vanilla tutu just straight up two power, two toughness for two CMC in any color. I mean, you look at Ikoria, for example, you've got Dranith Healer in white that cycles for one and <laughs> gains you a life whenever you cycle a card. Uh, you've got Dranith Stinger, which is the same kind of body in red, um, but it deals one every time you cycle a card. Uh, you've got Durable Coil Bug. This is probably the closest from the set that you've got to a Vanilla 2-2. Uh, basically, if it's in your graveyard, you can pay four and a black to return it to your hand, which is not great. You're rarely going to do that, but still, it's got slight upside over a Vanilla creature. And you've got Essence Symbiote in green, which just cares about mutating things, gaining you life, uh, putting additional counters whenever you mutate a creature. That 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 is that is a really great um, example of of power creep. You know, starting from the the card that we referred to all two mana two twos by. Good old bear. 
I mean, the, the only time I could see a grizzly bear being played in Commander is if you're playing the, uh, what is it, Irulia? Ayula? Uh, Ayula? Ayula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel for any bear you can find so <laughs> and probably if you wanted to I, I i think maybe a better build or at least a, maybe a more resilient one would be if you built a grizzly bear or a bear tribal deck around morophon because you could get all five colors in there yeah <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you get all the changelings that can be bears so you have a good time yeah for sure Okay, I'll I'll start with my uh, my first card. My I guess my first card was kind of explosive edge, but my next card is another green card. It's a naturalize. This is uh, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but this is a great example of a card that I definitely don't see in decks anymore. There are you know I'd sooner run crows and grip because you have the split second ability, even though you have one more mana. But we did again just see the printing of naturalize with cycling in the form of wilt. So even yeah. if you weren't already running like Deglamour or Unravel the Aether or even Nature's Claim, which is one mana with a slight downside, you know, you could just run wilt and you might want to run it for the redundancy or if you're in a cycling deck, but Naturalize is just one of those limited sideboard cards that that's probably one of the only places you're going to see it anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. And even something like return to nature is <laughs> naturalized with exile a card from your graveyard as, or from a graveyard as another option. Right. So right. This is yep. so many, so many naturalized effects that uh, are way better. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was just, just printed. That's right. They, it's like they're constantly um, making naturalized look worse and worse set over set. Yeah. Just looking for better ways to make it slightly better. <laughs> yeah. Right. In a vacuum, naturalize is, is not a bad card. <laughs> it's a, a good effect, but it's just there's so many more options out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I was trying to find, so for this, I was trying to find cards of like same cost, do same things, but have like certain ones are just better. Right, right. So the first couple uh, pairs I have here, a little bit of deep cuts, but this was, uh, a popular card a while ago and we have a crush for one red, which just destroys a non-creature artifact. Good removal just for one red. Um, but nowadays we have things like deface for one red and you can choose one destroy target artifact or destroy target creature with defender. So not only is it hitting a non-creature artifact, it's just any artifact. So it could be a creature as well. Uh, if you have that offsite of somebody having a defender, uh, you can also do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good against Arcades. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, even in Ikoria, we've got, like, Shredded Sails. It's one to red, but you can deal four damage to a flyer. You can destroy an artifact, or you can cycle it for two. So, <laughs> like, even something like that, I would argue, is, is stronger. It's definitely stronger. Yeah. It's one whole more mana, though, Riley. That's true, but the, the flexibility at, at many points in the game is is, uh, is way stronger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, also, Throne of Eldraine gave us the Embereth, which is like the adventure card. One red destroys an artifact, and then you still can play a creature for two red. So, well, red and anything. Right. Yep. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Crush has definitely been outclassed. Throne of Eldraine giving us good stuff. Yeah, that's a very, very powerful set. Well, the next one on my list here, any kind of significant downside for a big dork. And what I mean by that (laughs) is an example in Rotting Regisar, which is 
a three mana, so two and a black, for a seven six that says at the beginning of your upkeep, you discard a card. There's no other text. You don't have to, you know, if if you don't meet that condition, you don't have to sacrifice Rotting Reggie. Um, Once upon a time, like if you're looking at a comparable stat line, like three mana for a big dork with some downside, uh, like Cosmic Larva, for example, one red red for a seven six. It's got Trample, but it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you either sacrifice Cosmic Larma, Larva or you sacrifice two lands. So oh. I would say <laughs> sacrificing two lands is a huge downside. But, you know, if you wanted to push through that damage and, and, and keep it on the battlefield, um, the following turn, you got to sacrifice an additional two lands. And at that point, you're probably out of land, so... You just wasted all these resources on a 7-6 that was fragile from the beginning. You have to sacrifice those lands. Like yeah. Unlike Rotting Register, where if you have no cards in hand, you don't have to discard any cards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, another example that I ha- uh, had found is Phyrexian Soulgorger. It's three mana for an 8-8 with cumulative upkeep of sacrifice a creature. So at some point... Oh. If you don't have enough fodder to feed the Soul Gorger, it will inevitably sacrifice itself. Oh, yeah. That is just, that's a crying shame. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite uh, small mana big dorks is called Eater of Days. Oh, yeah? Uh, so it's a four mana 9-8 with flying and trample. <laughs> uh, when Eater of Days comes into play, you skip your t- next two turns. <laughs> They just need a torpor orb on the battlefield, and you're you're golden. <laughs> yeah. What, well, what about the um, what about original Leviathan from the Dark? It's nine mana. It's five and four blue for a ten ten with trample. Leviathan enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice two islands. If you do untap Leviathan, Leviathan can't attack unless you sacrifice two islands. <laughs> <laughs> What? Isn't that terrible? It's a rare. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course it's a rare. Yeah. 35 cents, Card Kingdom. <laughs> it's amazing. Man. Oh yeah. my God. Creatures have come a long way, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> kidding. My next card is uh, Solemn Simulacrum. So, this, I'm sure you, everybody knows what this card does. And if you don't, look it up. For, uh, for the longest time, this card was would just go into all commander decks um, unless you were in green. It's certainly when I started playing, I saw this card a lot more, which was about five years ago. Oh, yeah. Now there, I mean, then there were better options for more efficient options for four mana to ramp, but there's, there's even more of them now, so... Unless you're running this in a deck where you can reuse ETB triggers as well as death triggers or uh, abuse them, then I don't think you really need to be slotting this into every deck. I don't think this is a, an, an auto-include anymore. Yeah, how can you make Sad Robot even more sad? Leave him in your binder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just never play him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's still there's still a couple decks where I, I slot him in, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Like Unless you're actively reusing his ability he's just yeah. clunky yeah yeah absolutely yeah i definitely used to play him a lot more than i do nowadays didn't even notice until you said that i was like yeah you know what i'm not actually just like jamming him in 
a lot of my decks anymore. <laughs> Eric's like starting a deck list. He's like Solemn, Simulacrum, Soul Ring, Arcane Signet. <laughs> okay, who's the commander? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're like mono white <laughs> or mono red. <laughs> Or just mono desperate. <laughs> well, if it, well now in mono white you can run that new hawk from Commander Twenty that that puts a land right onto the oh. battlefield. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That bird card's so good. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh man. I already bought a playset. Are you guys proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a playset being <laughs> one, or did you buy four? <laughs> yeah, I guess a Commander playset is one. Uh, (laughs) my next uh, card pairing i have here starts off with uh, a seed spark back in the good old ravnica days so it's this was this one why i went a little bit off base they both have an extra ability on these cards so seed sparks three of anything and a white destroy target artifact or enchantment if green was spent to pay Seed Spark, put two one one green sapling creature tokens into play. This seems pretty decent. Yay, two one ones. Yeah, and, and this is this is just like the new um, the the new Mythos cards from Ikoria, right? Like if you spend whatever to yeah. whatever color mana, yeah. Uh, but what I I think is just overall better is our new Ray of Distortion. Oh wait, this was a reprint from Odyssey. Well, that card's newer than that one. Anyways, <laughs> Ray of Distortion, three of anything and a white. Destroys an artifact or enchantment. It does have flashback for four of anything and two white. So you can reuse this again. And getting rid of enchantments are always hard to get rid of. So having ways of being able to do that again is always good. They are the hardest to get rid of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six flashback. Nice. Did you... This probably stayed in your deck all all, all season, right? Oh, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting those soul ring points for destroying soul rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get them. I think you had to, I think you had to, no, it was, it was exile or destroy. The, the clause was that it had to be, it couldn't be yours. Yeah. But yeah, there was the one game. I think I spent four mana to get your soul ring and I got a point. You, you sure <laughs> yeah. did. I think you got more than one point on that one. <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to somebody blowing up their own soul ring. That, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it will happen. I, I'm sure it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got to get those points. The next category I have. Uh, not really specific by any means, but it's... Uh, Just the cards in general have gotten more powerful. Rip those do-it-yourself jank commanders, you know? <laughs> um, with all these made-for-commander products, like the pre-cons, the brawl decks, uh, you know, you've got new cards. A, cup, a couple, for example, Chulain Teller of Tales, Corvold, Fae Cursed King. It's hard not to just find yourself, like, jamming these new commanders because they're just so freaking powerful like i've seen a couple core of all decks and it doesn't take much to to just take it over the top like you just throw a couple of evolving wilds in i mean you throw a sakura tribe elder you're you're just drawing cards off of what you'd be doing anyways like sometimes the the biggest downside to these pre-cons or these these uh, additional products is is that it just makes it a little bit linear and I guess I, I, I like my own play style of trying to find janky new ways of playing the game. So that's that's for me. But uh, I just need more jank commanders. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah. And like we just 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 our our episode last week was about Riley's Riley built a deck around a janky commander. Yeah. 
And um, I totally agree with what you're saying, especially about Chulain and Korvold, where so much of this made-for-commander product, especially the commanders themselves, the legendary creatures, so many of them now say either draw a card or ramp or both. And yeah. it's so hard to not want to just build around those commanders because they're so much more powerful than, you know, a, 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 even a commander from two or three years ago that doesn't say either of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, and then in a way they're just trying to push power so often. And then sometimes we don't get these like commanders that have weird abilities that are harder to build around and it could make it more fun to try and build a working deck around some of these other creatures. It's just something we're seeing less and less of. Yeah. And I, um, the next, the next deck on my list is, uh, Norn the wary. Oh, Oh, so good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's I can't I can't Genesis can't wait. Chamber, uh, <laughs> what Dockside Extortionist? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's gonna be great. Very very spicy. <laughs> the the next section I have here is a couple of cards, but it's really I have here Manolith and Darksteel Ingot, and it's really any three mana rock that doesn't do anything else except tap for a single mana. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. Like everybody, let's just stop playing with these cards because they're not as <laughs> our our decks are not as good as they could be. So I think especially in the last couple of years with all the new rocks that have come out, I think that's part of the reason why we don't see these anymore. I, I'm sure you can make a case for Darksteel Ingot because it is indestructible. But there are so yeah. many good two mana options as well as three mana or four mana rocks that either tap for more mana or do other things like even the Ravnica lockets or even Bonders ornament as you know, it draw, it does something else other than just tap for a mana. I'd sooner run Bonders ornament than I would run dark steel ingot even, and, and, and even in five color decks where you need that kind of mana. I, you know, I don't see this kind of thing going on. Oh man. I, I still flip, you know, and I'm going through my artist artifact section of my binder I still see my Manolith sitting there. I'm like, oh, what a sad, sad day for Manolith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and even we got those in Ikoria. We just got those the new the new versions of the cons banners, and they have cycling, so they're just there's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah, cool. Next up, we've actually talked about this one. Naturalize. Oh, <laughs> and return to nature is just better. There you go. Strictly better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I had that written down on my list as well, as well as explosive vegetation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. I skipped right over them. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to uh, Riley. What do you? What else do you have for us? Cancel. Mm. Poor old cancel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there are like if if you're in the market for a three mana counter spell, which I'm. There's a lot of two mana counter spells that will probably be better, (laughs) Uh, but just in the realm of three mana counter spells, you've got. Neutralize cycles for two, admiral's orders. If you raid, uh, so attack with the creature that turn, you can pay blue to cast it. You've got Arch- archmage's charm, which is blue, 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 but it's got so many more abilities. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, you've got disallow, which exiles the the spell that you're countering. You've got dissolve or sinister sabotage with which scry or surveil one. Uh, you've got forbid with buyback of discarding two cards, and you've got Oh, I, I think I, I, I mixed that up. Disallow uh, counters activated abilities, such triggered abilities, yeah. and Dissipate is the one that exiles. Right. 
yeah the card when it when it uh, is countered mm-hmm. but yeah they're like if you're looking for a three mana counter spell please don't play cancel there's so many better options out there <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing cancel what are you doing so yeah, unless your deck is literally all counter spells, <laughs> don't play cancel. <laughs> <laughs> and if your deck is all counter spells, you're probably not gonna have a lot of opportunities to play it with other human beings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of my points. I had a bunch of counter spells in place of cancel because, uh, again, I'm on the same page as like don't play that card. There's so many better options. Yeah, and and while we're on the subject, um, I had void slime on my list as a card. I genuinely did used to see a lot more. A play of because it is as it is disallow it's just it's easier to cast and it's only a single color so why would you why would you run void slime unless and like everything on our list you know you'd run these cards if you wanted redundancy yeah for sure um another like counter spell i really like because it is only one blue um and people should look at this card uh is swan song oh yeah, oh, yeah. have you seen the price of that lately yeah great i i know like our play group sees it a lot but i just remember like going out and playing and like never seeing somebody play swan song mm-hmm. it's so good and who doesn't like birds most of the time you're going to be countering an instant or sorcery spell so it's totally worth it or enchantment yeah the enchantment on there just i think really boosts that card up to really good value mm-hmm. yeah another if you want another good uh one mana counter spell abjure from uh weatherlight is really good but you ha- in a, an additional cost to it is you have to sacrifice a blue creature so i have one in my Talrand sky summoner deck so if you're sacrificing yeah, totally, a token yeah. it's you know it's it the, the cost there is not nearly as much as if you're sacrificing a <laughs> blue creature you know what you do you swan song your own instant uh and then you use <laughs> the bird that you just created to abjure <laughs> <laughs> That's the best play, that's, obviously. That's next level. Yeah, natural three for one uh, for your opponent. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, my next card is Burnished Heart. So this is the last piece of ramp on my list. And again, um, I talked about Myriad Landscape and Crows and Verge um, during our Upgrading C20 episode. And I largely think the reason why I don't see as much of Burnished Heart as I used to is for the same reason um, why I would remove it from why, why I would remove the aforementioned lands from most decks. And the reason is speed. When I want to when I think of ramp, I think that I'm getting ahead on mana, obviously. I also want to be doing it fast and ramping fast is something that Burnished Heart really doesn't do. Um, and, no. and I still, I, I, I definitely still see it in decks that can repeatedly recur artifacts, but otherwise there, again, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but there are just more efficient and consistent ways to ramp. You know, I know part of the argument for Burnished Heart is you can use it as a blocker and then sacrifice it. But to do that, you need to hold up mana. And do you want to be holding up mana in the early turns of the game? Or would you rather just be using that mana to ramp, you know, right away? Yeah, like, I definitely agree. I think Burnished Heart is just overall too slow. Like, it's six mana to get two lands. In white. (laughs) Or red. (laughs) Or blue. (laughs) Blue, I think, is even better to just draw cards. Probably. Yeah, Yeah. and Burnished Heart, uh, for sure, is, is, is a clunky card, but... It's got a soft spot in my heart. <laughs> and it's, uh, I think all bovine creatures have a soft spot for you, Riley. <laughs> or you have a soft spot for them. Maybe both. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we just have a connection. Oh man, I was I was looking into a Gigantha deck for Elk Tribal. Oh boy. We need more elks, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I need more elks in my life. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not very many elks in magic. <laughs> no way. And if and if you want to ramp for six mana, you can always just put a um, Dreamstone Hedron in any of your decks. Oh, and then and then late game you I can draw cards. Card. I hate that card so much. <laughs> Even like dump, you could dump six mana into like an ever flowing chalice. There you go. Even better. <laughs> Not really. Hey guys, you know what would be better than a mind stone? A mind stone, like three, three mind stones. Three mind stones. Into one mind stone. <laughs> <laughs> no, mind stone is just way better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so the next pairing I got coming up is I really like this one. So, oh no. Uh, Tranquility. Is a three mana, so two of anything and a green to a sorcery to destroy all enchantments. But we now have back to nature, which is one less, so it's only one of anything and a green, and it's an instant to destroy all enchantments. Yeah, that's just way better. Straight up, just way better. And I'm surprised because, like, back to nature only has two printings as well. You're surprised that you don't see it more? Yeah. And I guess it's because, like, it does destroy all enchantments, so it can hit your own. Yeah, and I think even though enchantments are a big part of the game is in Commander, I don't think, unless someone is like, that's their dedicated strategy and you know it and they're in your meta, I don't think it's always worth a slot in your deck to run a card that just destroys all enchantments. Yeah, like if, if you're playing a, a Commander 2018 League and somebody's running an Enchantress <laughs> deck... <laughs> Then you want to bring out the back to nature. Yeah, I'm not salty about it. <laughs> uh, I think that card is probably the biggest, biggest reason why I always got wrecked so hard. <laughs> that and like uh, Torment of Hellfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my last point here, uh, it's not a card specifically, but it's a zone. And that zone is the exiled zone. What? Yeah, the the further and further along we get into magic, the more and more you'll see interaction with the exiled zone. And it used to be like the exiled zone was written in a way that it was remove this card from the game, right? Right. <laughs> and the card yeah. was gone, right? Effectively gone from the game. You weren't getting it back. You weren't touching it. It's just gone. It's well past the graveyard. But now, like you'll see, like in War of the Spark, for example, with the cycle of gods that they had where if it dies or if it's exiled, you can put it third from the top. And you see more and more like these interactions with the exile zone, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cute. But at the same time, I just feel like at at the end of the day, there needs to be a space for the exile zone to, for things to remain in exile because there, there has to be an answer for everything. And if, if we're starting to see more increasingly that, there's more interaction with the exile zone, then it just becomes a second graveyard. Right. Yeah. It's like, what do I, do I put my creature into my first graveyard or the second graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> or the way we have mass uh, graveyard recursion spells, you know, are in the next few years, are we going to see cards that do that, but for the exile zone? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I surely hope not. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah, even like uh, we had the Eldrazi like playing around with the Exile Zone as well not too long ago. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and we've had a couple of cards here and there like Pull From Beyond or Rift Sweeper, but they're definitely few and far between. Yeah, 
for sure. It's just the the more the more wizards likes to play with that space, the scare the more scared I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was definitely not the biggest fan of the gods that just you just can't deal with them. It was just bad design. Like for limited, they were just total bombs, and it was just it was a bad experience. It was just like, what what yeah. what do what do I do? Do I you know, oh yeah? Do I have an Ashiok have a way to kill the god and then mill them mill the god into the graveyard? Like that's one of the few <laughs> ways you could have dealt with it in in that limited format. <laughs> That's like what you had to do. And it's like, are you serious? Yeah. It was so many hoops to get rid of this already huge bomb, right? It it was just salt in the wounds, I guess. Yeah. The next uh, couple of cards I have are all removal spells. So I have Mortify, Putrefy, and Return to Dust. These are cards that definitely still go into the precons definitely mortify and putrefy and cards that i definitely used to see return to dust a lot more in white decks a few years ago but i'm not exactly sure why i don't see as much of mortify i think that maybe just path and swords are more efficient they're definitely more efficient forms of removal even without the flexibility and yeah. putrefy if you know with the printing of assassin's trophy it's one less mana and you can hit any permanent so why wouldn't you run it the downside is they can go get a basic land but your opponent can go get a basic land with path to exile and that sees a ton of play in commander yeah for sure and in commander that's not nearly as big of a downside just because you know you've got two other opponents to deal with as well mm-hmm. right so Giving them an extra land is not the end of the world in most cases, unless it's like super early game and it's just ramping them into the next big threat. Yeah. And with Return to Dust, um, last year, Crush Contraband was printed and it's just, it's sort of like a, well, it is a strictly better version of Return to Dust. So why would you even run Return to Dust unless you were doing it for redundancy's sake? And it's easier to cast. Yeah. Um, Strictly better is, is, is kind of hard to use for Return to Dust for um, Crush Contraband just because it, it hits one or uh, one and or the other, right? Like it, it doesn't, it can't hit two enchantments, for example, right? So Return to Dust could hit two enchantments. Right. Um, yeah, you're right. If you, but, if you cast it during your main phase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Another one to consider is Dismantling Wave. Like that's another one we saw in the new Commander decks. Uh, that can get up to three permanents. Of course, it can be only be one of each opponent. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I'm never a big fan of, of cards like that. Like Windgrace's Judgment. I'm never a big fan of cards that sort of stack with your opponents and you can only take from one opponent. That's why I like decimate so much in the commander format. You can hit, you can just decimate one player or you can spread it around. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and generally speaking, like I think it's more of just gravy more than anything for Dismantling Wave because I'd just love to cycle that thing. Mm. Like It's yep. just going to wreck people, <laughs> and you're going to replace the card, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I have a pair of cards that just has a better printing, and the better printing is one of my... I really, it's a really good card. It sees a lot of play. It's good and limited. Um, so we have, from way, way back, there's a card called Weakness. Uh, it's one black. Uh, enchanted creature the enchanted creature gets minus two minus one and then enfeeblement was kind of an upgrade it's two black and the enchanted creature gets minus two minus two 
And they're like, well, let's just make everything all better. And we have dead weight, which is only one black to give the creature minus two, minus two. Yeah. And Myers Grasp from Theros, which is minus three, <laughs> one and a black for minus three, minus three. Yes. So again, and again, that's is a, it's like a enfeeblement upgrade straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, even a better mana cost to get the, a better minus minus. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And as creatures get, as the creatures get more powerful, higher power toughness, they have to do this to, uh, weakness. Enfeeblement is a really fun name for a card though. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, how come we don't, how come we don't see Terramorphic Expanse anymore? We, it's all, it's always evolving wilds in, um, in standard I sets. I mean, there, there's just way more printings of evolving wilds. Yeah. Compared to Terramorphic Expanse. Right. Um, who knows? Maybe in the future we'll see a standard set with Terramorphic Expanse if it fits the theme. Yeah, it's, I don't understand the reason why. Like, yeah. Terramorphic Expanse is just always in Commander. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's probably just, like, a flavor thing more than anything. Because they're functionally the same card. Yeah. So, I have a pairing here. It's um, Prismatic Omen and Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Previously, Prismatic Omen was a really good, and it still is a good budget option for four to five color decks that don't that you don't want to spend an arm and a leg to yeah. put lands into. <laughs> Even though it's like a thirty dollar card, and part of that is because it's from Shadowmoor, but Stride of mm-hmm. the Elysian Grove is like t- ten to fifteen dollars right now, and it is one more mana, but it lets you play an additional land and does the same thing that Prismatic Omen does. So I just th- think, f- you know, it's it's not necessarily strictly better, but for the player, it is cheaper to buy if you don't want to go nuts with uh, four to five color land base, because those do get very expensive. They definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty spicy. Like five color Valakut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last pair... Uh, we talked about some other ones, so the last one that hasn't really been touched on, uh, I threw in a little bit of a, a Planeswalker one. <laughs> oh. And so we have uh, Chandra Pyromaster. Yeah. And the one thing yeah. that really pairs up to Chandra Torch of Defiance, uh, both these cards are two, two of anything and two red. Uh, Chandra Pyromaster for a zero, you can exile the top card of your library and you may play it this turn. Uh, Chandra has a plus one to exile the top card. Uh, it is cast instead of play, but if you don't, you deal two damage to each opponent, uh, or also for the plus one, you can add two red mana. Uh, <laughs> and then they both have a minus seven. And I would argue that Torture Defiance again is just way more powerful because whenever you cast any spell, you yeah. deal five damage <laughs> to target creature or player. What about what about like the 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 flip side of uh, power creep where you've got like, um, uh, Jace? Um, oh man, what's the brainstorm, Jace? It's the mind sculptor. Mind. mind sculptor, yeah. And then you've got Jace Cunning Castaway from Exelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they did Cunning Castaway for flavor reasons, so he's like a <laughs> shipwrecked boy. I know, but he's just so, so horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. And, you know, I, I think that's a really great place to start to wrap up the show is uh, uh, Planeswalkers 
and power creep surrounding them and you know on a bit of a larger scale just the last year or so of cards that were printed like they've pushed the power so much and it's changed all these eternal formats like the, you know the bannings we just saw today and the bannings that we're probably going to see in the future but all all those planeswalkers that were printed in war of the spark and and forward you know the the they're so efficient the mana cost versus the loyalty that you get is just so good compared to the way that they used to be i definitely have to say the one thing about pushing the power level of the planeswalkers as well uh war the spark giving the planeswalkers a static ability so they're also like an enchantment on top of being a planeswalker has been just ridiculous and we've seen narset is really good and sees so much play uh, little little Teferi <laughs> is incredibly good. I hate that card. I always forget that. Oh yeah, I can't cast instant spells anymore. That's great. You know, like <laughs> I think I think it's all thanks to uh, Tybalt um, that we're seeing <laughs> planeswalkers at lower costs that are that- so powerful. Because <laughs> Wizards, I think, was just like shaken to its core and embarrassed about Tybalt. Um, that they just had to step up their game. Sure, they're like two mana planeswalker. He's super bad. Let's make a Renin six. This is good. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's just break legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the total opposite direction. There is an in between. There can be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really interesting to look at at Tybalt and fast forward a few years and look at Renin Six and just that disparity. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's quite something. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just uh, I probably should have done this up top, but just a little disclaimer. Um, you know, all the cards that we talked about today are just concerning. You know, are, are mostly concerning our own play experience, and you know, a lot of the cards we talked about still have a home in a lot of decks. But I would say that overall, there was a time when, you know, you'd put these cards into any deck with the right colors, but that's just not the way things are anymore. And that's going to continue to happen as, you know, sets get released and this game goes on for probably another 25 years. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm like, I've, I've just gotten my mind brewing on, on a naturalized tribal deck uh, (laughs) where I play all, (laughs) <laughs> every naturalized effect and like a liquid metal coating. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can also, you can also play uh tranquility and, or no, no, you just yeah, want to go for artifacts with, yeah. Right. With, uh, and you could throw Micah Synth Lattice in there too. Have some fun. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although if you wanted to take the alternate route and go for the enchantment type build, Sweet. then, um, what is it? It's enchanting evening is the card that turns everything. Yeah. 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 So you can do and that too. Do both. It's naturalized tribal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to wrap things up for today. And you please send us any uh, angry emails about how you still love to play with all the cards we just talked about or for any reason, of course. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Let us let us know. Because you could get a bunch. You get, with that Planeswalker, you can just get a ton of Jaces going, right? <laughs> That's how he works. Or if you if you like to play Jace Cunning Castaway in all your decks. Yeah. Think about all that value. We'd also like to thank our lovely editor Ainsley for editing the show every week and all the work that she does on her end. 
If you want to get in touch with us individually, you can find me at Command Beacon on Instagram. Uh, Riley, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Riley underscore Dayton, or you can find me on Twitter at Riles Dayton. And uh, of course, check out all the links in the show notes. And we want to thank all of you for listening. Thanks so much. All right. Stay safe out there and keep washing your hands. Yeah, wash those filthy hands. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Turn one, soul ring. I think I hear a train.